As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, hello, everyone. It is Steven Schleicher from Majorspoilers.com. Oh, I want to thank each and every one of you who made the trek out to the Snowbird Resort in Salt Lake City, Utah for Nerdtacular 2014. It was wonderful meeting each and every one of you. And for those of you that did go and you got to pick up a critical hit sketchbook, I'm glad that you got yours signed by everyone that was there. Uh, D&D Brian was there, Rob was there, I was there, Rodrigo was there, Adriana was there, the whole crew was there, and we had a lot of fun meeting you. I hope you enjoy your critical hit bookmark. Tell you what, listeners, I've got a limited number of critical hit bookmarks uh, left over. Maybe about, I don't know, 50 of them. If you want one, what you need to do is send a SAZE. You know what a SAZE is? A self-addressed stamped envelope. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Major Spoilers, attention bookmark, 1309 West 44th, Hayes, H-A-Y-S, Kansas, 67601. You put it to self-addressed stamped envelope, mail that to me. I will put a bookmark in that envelope and mail it back to you. You better hurry, though. Uh, supplies are going to run out, and I can't guarantee how long they, they will last. And if you send a SAZE and I don't have anything for you, you're going to be out of luck until I get uh, restocked. For those of you that want critical hit sketchbooks, I got so wrapped up this week, I didn't have a chance to call the printer guy. We're going to get everything worked out. We're going to have posters. We're going to have postcards. We're going to have stickers. We're going to have even more T-shirts. We're going to have the critical hit sketchbook. We're going to have a critical hit dice bags. These dice bags are wonderful. We sold out of those very quickly. It's all coming very soon. So hold tight, critical hit fans. I also want to take a moment and really say thank you to everyone who's a VIP. I don't think you realize, for those of you that contribute, how much your monthly contribution, a $2, $5, $10 a month contribution is. It is really saving us right now. At a time when uh, we need your help more than ever. So I want to personally thank those of you who are VIPs. If you are uh, not a VIP, maybe you might want to consider joining. That's, that's totally up to you. But I do appreciate everyone who does that or who, who uses the Amazon.com link. You know, next week, D&D Next lands. And you can pre-order that now or you can wait until the 15th of July to pick it up. But if you do, head over to Majorspoilers.com and use that Amazon.com link. That will also help us out. A little bit comes back our way and helps us keep moving forward each and every week. 
Now for some good news, bad news things. What do you want first? Oh, I hear the crowd yell out in response. We want the bad news first, Stephen. Okay, the bad news is you're not getting um, to see what happens to our animal adventurers. I know a lot of you have been waiting. Thank you for being patient. I'm sorry we didn't have an episode last week. It's just the uh, this upload mechanism thing that's supposed to be automated keeps screwing up, and I didn't want to trust it and have you all disappointed. But I also don't want to wait a week to get this episode out because then the news is going to be really, really dated and really, really old. So as I mentioned a little bit ago, all of us went to the Snowbird Resort to, to attend Nerdtacular 2014, and we had our own panel, a major spoilers slash critical hit panel, and we recorded that, and we're going to present that to you right now. There's some major spoilers news in there. There then becomes a lot of uh, critical hit Q&A, so you can kind of think, th- think of this as a live mailbag. We do try to repeat the questions. We didn't have a roving microphone to get up and, and get everybody's questions, but we do try to repeat that. But I wanted to get that out now because there's some good information in there for you. I want to thank uh, Todd over at Alpha Geek Radio for providing all of the recording equipment for Nerdtacular 2014. And who he and his team actually recorded this episode. So I want to say thank you to him. He did a great job. And if you want to hear some great streaming audio from the Frog Pants Network, head over to Alpha Geek Radio. They have a 24-hour stream. Uh, there are many major spoiler shows there. If you want to hear uh, streaming stuff, go in and out. And I think Todd will be uh, helping us do some of our other shows that we do in the future, especially our finally Friday show, our live Friday afternoon stream that I hope you will consider participating in next week. But I promise you next week, next week we will find out what happens to those animal adventurers. As we uh, get back into critical hit, uh, somebody mentioned and, and po- pointed out the other day on on uh, Twitter that we had 50 episodes released in the last year, 50 episodes. Holy cow, that's a lot. And I just, you know, for those of you that have listened to other shows, uh, other podcasts that I've been on, you know that I just constantly get uh, grouchy and grumpy when a, a, a TV season is six episodes long or 12 episodes long. We're still in the Lords of the Feywild season, and it's been going on for a couple of years now. And we've been delivering, I hope, and I hope you can understand that we try to deliver consistently week after week. There are some weeks where things get uh, get out of the way and out, and beyond our control. Last week was one of those because we were all out of town and, be, and technology wasn't very uh, trusting. But I'm glad you stuck around, and I hope you enjoy all of us talking at, uh, at Nerdtacular. And without further ado, here you go. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to uh, this major spoilers critical hit panel. We are. So a lot of people were like, oh, you guys going to play a game of critical hit? No, we don't have that much time. Uh, And then people were like, are you guys going to record a major spoilers podcast episode? It's like, well, no, because we have a bunch of critical hit people on here. So what I thought we would do is I'd just start off and talk to you a little bit about what's going on with major spoilers over the last year since we've been here. And then um, get each of these guys to talk a little bit about what they've been doing since they started at Major Spoilers and how long that they've been with Major Spoilers. And then um, open it up to Q&A for you guys to ask us questions. Because really the thing that we like the most is when we interact with you 
And, of course, if you listen to Critical Hit, uh, you know that we love doing mailbag episodes. Um, this may end up as a mailbag episode, um, <laughs> just giving you a little heads up. Uh, but we love doing that part, and we love interacting with you. So thank you all for being here. So just a real quick uh, show of hands. How many of you are Major Spoilers VIP members? Thank you, guys. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, so everybody. So today, thank July 4th, does anybody know what today is? I know. I know. Besides July 4th? I know. Independence Day? I totally know. Independence Day. Pick me. Pick me. I, uh, the, the great NATO answers the first question correctly. Major spoilers is eight years old today. So yeah, we nice. are very happy to have been able to provide you with uh, entertainment in all sorts of forms, whether it be web, whether it be audio, whether it be uh, web comics, whatever, uh, for the last eight years. So last year, the announcement that I made at Nerdtacular was that Major Spoilers had moved from sole proprietorship to a uh, LLC, so as a full company with all of the headaches that come with full companies. (laughs) Uh, So the thing that some of you who listen to the morning stream have heard, but I've not really talked publicly about um, since... I don't think I've ever talked about publicly. I quit my job. You you did. I quit my job. You know what? Come on, hit me. Right here. Boom. Yay, job quitting. I quit full-time employment and started working for Major Spoilers full-time in May. So it's been a little over a month and a half. Um, But it was a uh, decision that was great for me. And I think it'll be great for major spoilers and great for you in in return. So it's an exciting time. So that's my big announcement this year is I'm unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, self-employed. That's that's the phrase. Self-employed. Self-employed. So uh, it's been a funny year, so I'm really glad to be here and and sharing it with uh, with you guys on our birthday. So Matthew has been here. um, Besides me, he's the the second longest person that's been in major spoilers. So Matthew, what is what are your what are your thoughts on major spoilers at year eight? Our website's a fourth grader. Um, well, it, it acts like a two-year-old. It, so. it does, actually. And by the website acting like a two-year-old, I mean Rob. Um, that, that, by the way, is my one obligatory jab at Rob. We're really we're besties. We're best friends. We're going to go skating later. <laughs> That's why they're sitting next to each other. That's right. Yes. But um, major spoilers, for me, the major spoilers experience kind of started, it was, it was a warm, blustery day in the fall of 1989. And a gentleman walked up to me, and he had really tall hair, and he's like, Hi, I'm Stephen. <laughs> and so for years and years, Stephen and I had kind of orbited each other, and one day he showed up where I worked, which, by the way, a little, little, little creepy. Well, so for those that don't know, I don't have a comic book shop. Uh, at the time, did not have a comic book shop in the city where I was living in Hayes, Kansas. And so I had remembered that I did go to a comic book shop in Topeka for years when I was going to college and when I was growing up in high school. And it just happened to be the same place that Matthew had been working in. And I had literally, from the time that I decided to launch Major Spoiler, said, I want Matthew. This is the guy that I remember from college, you know, trying to lure me up to his dorm room to show me comics. Which, <laughs> in air quotes. I will admit, equally creepy as the stalking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, I've got to find this guy. And I did high and low searches. I mean, short of hiring a, a private detective. Um, Which is odd because I am visible from satellite yes. view. <laughs> and one day I just walked into the, into the comic book sh- shop because I had a, a pull list that was about a month old that I needed to pick up. And lo and behold, there was Matthew. Yep. And I said, Wonder dude, we need to talk and I need you to come and work and write. And, <laughs> and uh, so we've been doing that, that for eight years. There was a time where it was just you and me in the wilderness shouting at the walls. Yep. So romantic. <laughs> <laughs> and then came Rodrigo. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sorry. 
This is like this is like all origin stories. Yes, yeah, so all origin stories. <laughs> all right. So there was a much more popular character named uh, Brian Dennett, aka Scroll Brian, who knew these guys from back in high, or in uh, college. So I was working with him. I was working. Uh, he was working uh, at PBS with me. And we had a terrible boss. The, the, and that boss was like, hey, I know, we'll do something with the university that uh, Stephen was working at. So Stephen being the head of the, uh, basically the TV and video department, he was in charge of, he was like kind of our liaison for the show. And very quickly we realized that the easiest way to repel our terrible boss was to sit there and talk about comics. Because that's not something that he cared about at all. So he would just get bored and go away. Yeah. So that's kind of how I started talking to Steven about comics. And then eventually we started recording the podcast. So I came into Major Spoilers through, basically through the Major Spoilers podcast. And we actually started recording that podcast. We would finish the show that we were doing and just move to another room. And then uh, Steven Bryan and I would record that podcast. Um, and then I guess as time has passed, mostly, uh, you know, Stephen will say, hey, we should do this. And I'm like, all right. So that's kind of how uh, Critical Hit started. Well, it started because Rodrigo kept talking about uh, Dungeons & Dragons. The fourth edition mm. had just come out. Right. And I was just like, what is this? Let's talk more about it. I didn't get to play Dungeons & Dragons in, in when I was younger. Uh, so my only really kind of through for this was with, with Rodrigo. And I was like, can we play a game? He's like, yeah, sure. Can we? Will, will we go to hell? <laughs> no, it was great. Um, and we put I, it up for our uh, what was it fourth anniversary? I think yeah, it was. Uh, we use uh, major spoilers anniversaries as kind of like this big test bed of new stuff, and I think Critical Hit was one of the first yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, it we just kind of like uh, Stephen got really excited about D and D and he went out and made a character all by himself and those of you who have made a D and D character know that that's fairly complicated and he sat down and he read the rules and he did it all himself and then I was like, well crap I guess I'm running a D and D game. <laughs> <laughs> well and then we did the you know the first uh, what is it eight episodes everything up until yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, it was a big success and I said well can we continue this. And Rodrigo's response was, yes, but we can't do it with just you and Matthew and me as DM. We need some other people as well. Enter Robin Bryan. Yes. Who, by the way, are one person. <laughs> you can refer to they as are Robin, Robin Bryan. <laughs> so uh, who came in first? Was it Ro- uh, Brian. Brian? Brian? Yes. So uh, what was your reaction to this? Because here's, here's something many of you may not know. I actually taught Brian in a class. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Just one semester, one class. One semester, one class, and I don't. <laughs> but he does. That's why it was only once. <laughs> you pass me. That's all that matters. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, uh, this was mentioned. I believe like your first sessions have already been aired, and I've you know, been listening to major spoilers for a while, which I actually had to hear from your class rather than Rodrigo ever mentioning it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's not bitter. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, uh, Robin Bryan knew Rodrigo through gaming group that they did at the mm-hmm. university as well. So. Uh, so fun time since? Yes, it's okay. been fun. And, and then Rob. Hello, Rob. Hi. Uh, originally, I wasn't supposed to be on the podcast. Uh, Rodrigo uh, had asked curses. someone else... Uh, Alex over there, Hi, Alex. But then he Rules was given an offer, like, yeah. to go with his family uh, to Europe on a whim. 
and I was the lucky enough person to be the second choice. (laughs) I will never forgive you. Uh, uh, So I don't know if Rodrigo asked me about it or I asked him what they were doing or whatnot, but then I got invited and was told, all right, you have these two choices, make one. (laughs) And that's what Smith came from. Do it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, years went by, and then... um, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm cloudy because I don't know who came next. I don't. I, I'm. These I two were pretty, pretty close to one another. Yeah, pretty close to one another. That's cool. Uh, we were doing major spoilers podcast, and some of you may remember a few years ago, uh, we were doing uh, Munchkin. We were playing Munchkin at the uh, at the hotel down in Sandy. Some of you sat down and played with us. Some of you remember that, um, and it's, I, I actually remember some of you that I played with as well. And we came back, and I was like, you know what? It might be kind of fun to just try to record a Munchkin podcast. People sitting around playing a card game. How interesting! I, I can wasn't that be? invited. They, and I said we needed a fourth. And Rob was I in. And um, Zach was also one of my students. Started to see a pattern here. <laughs> uh, and I said Zach. Uh, Zach had started writing for major spoilers, and I was like Zach, why don't you come in and, and uh, sit down and uh, record some episodes with us? And he was uh, yes, sir, Mister Schlager. <laughs> what, what do you remember about that? Um. Oh. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got. The, I'm just gonna take this. Oh, I'm gonna right here. Um, I actually got that email and I was driving to work, and he said, "Hey, you want to record a podcast?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah." I almost ran off the road. Uh, yeah, it was fun, and uh, I kind of tricked you because the way I kind of sold it is I had actually played Munchkin a bunch. Oh yeah, that's but, right. But uh, I'd only played like one time before we started recording, <laughs> and that kind of came out in the first episode. Uh, Always embellish and, and, on and your it, resumes. Yeah, no, and it's shown ever since. That I've never played the game. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but when did you start writing? Do you remember? I started writing uh, after the blogging and podcasting class you did mm-hmm. in uh, Fort Hayes. Mm-hmm. And so I started writing then, mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah, so then I did Munchkin, and then I got to sit in on major spoilers, and I just kept on coming over every week. Actually, he just <laughs> kept showing up. Yeah, I just kept on showing I didn't up. didn't invite him. He just yeah, no, no, I just showed up, Absolutely. <laughs> And then we did that for a while, and then Zach on film happened, and I've just been writing a lot since, I guess. And uh, Stephen just tells me to not stop. There you go. And then, of course, we get into um, a new season of Critical Hit, and Rodrigo wants to make some changes. And we get introduced to a brand-new character uh, called Trell, played by Adriana, who we had known before from uh, her appearances on the Major Spoilers podcast. Yeah, that's me. I was like a total fan. (laughs) What, Hi, was, what was the show you were doing when we first met you? Uh, Super Future Friends. Which was right up our alley, if anybody knows that. It's about the Legion of Superheroes, which Matthew and I can talk for hours about. Yes. We Bouncing won't do that Boy today. Is one and of they the do. Figures in American literature, by the way. <laughs> so uh, I was doing a podcast with my um, friend and co-creator uh, about super, <laughs> super Future Friends, about the Legion of Superheroes. And I was already a fan of Major Spoilers, um, we were a fan of you too. And uh, you guys like reached out to me and asked uh, if I wanted to come on the show and, and talk about Legion of Superheroes. I'm like, yeah, I want to talk to you guys about Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> I came on and uh, I was like, hey, where's Rodrigo? He's not here. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, I'll still do the show. So um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and um, you're welcome. And uh, so then uh, I think we came on another time too. Yeah, I think you guys were on two or three times. Yeah, yeah. I think it was three. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, also like I think I had done some like fan art of like mm-hmm. Critical Hit a couple mm-hmm. times, 
And Andrew. Rodrigo was familiar with, uh, I do a, a comic, a web comic called Minor Acts of Heroism, which we're selling out hard copies of out in the lobby. Also, Critical Hits sketchbooks out in the lobby. Um, <laughs> yes, get those sketchbooks. Yes, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, I was working on a comic, and Rodrigo was familiar with my like writing and stuff at the time. I was in the first issue of Minor Acts of Heroism, I think, at the time. And... Uh, he's like, do you want to come be on our show? And I was like, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons before. Uh, I'm scared. No. <laughs> also, um, my company uh, had just like downsized. The market had just crashed, and I was scared. And I was like, I don't know. So I was like, no, I, I, I can't. No, I can't. I'm, I'm like shy, and I curse a lot, and <laughs> I'm only on a show with like my best friend and I'm really shy and I've never done anything like like verbal like verbal uh, role play before I don't, I don't know and so but then I was like oh, I wish I knew more about Dungeons and Dragons so I could actually like I listened to the show but I, it's different oh, listen, li- not only listen to the show but would send notes about <laughs> everything that I mean has a yeah. has an archive probably what yeah, Thirty it, binders thick of it's it's very big. everything that's happened. Yes. It's, it's what I call the I said what file. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I basically trained for like a year. Yep. You're I, the best. I, no, it's, da, 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 I, I literally da, da, da. trained for a year. I I went and had like some experiences, like kind of just put it out there, like, hey, does anyone in Seattle want to teach me about Dungeons and Dragons? Got like some creepy guy. <laughs> this is a bad idea. But eventually, so I like gave up on looking for something, and then my friend was like, "Hey, I've got some friends, and they play Dungeons and Dragons, and I know like you listen to that one show. Do you want to join?" They invited me, and I was wondering if you could come with me. Then we'll both be like new at this and not know anything. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." And so I played, and then I trained, and then Rodrigo. Uh, I don't know. I think I sent you an email or something. Well, the the season ended. Yeah, the season. Oh, the so season. I actually invited Adriana at the beginning when we were getting ready to start uh, Celestial Crusade. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some alternate reality where like <laughs> Adriana creates a character for uh, yeah. Celestial Crusade. Um, so go find that. <laughs> uh, but then Celestial Crusade ended. We were getting ready to start Lords of the Feywild, and I sent her another email. Was, you know, on, on my end, I, I understood why she had uh, turned it down, but I was like, well, got to give it another shot. So I, I sent her a new email, and I was like, hey, what do I have to do to get you on my Dungeons & Dragons podcast? <laughs> I was like, yes. It's like, it's like I didn't ask a yes or no question, but okay. So... I said yes, and then um, I started sending him like novels. I'm like, okay, what if elves are like this or like this? And I don't know. I pitched. Which was great because I kind of hate elves, so I was like, oh, good, <laughs> someone else is writing the elves in this world. That's that's going to be a lot easier for me. Yeah, uh, I was like, I could do this or this or this, but really, I want to play an elf. I think I like pitched like a like a cog person or something, mm-hmm. and I think he was really obviously like like please. Play a cog person. I'm no. so into that. And I was, I was like, I kind of just said that so that he would think I was cool and creative. But I'm like, no, I want to play an elf. I want to play an elf. I think it would be really cool if I was an elf. And 
then I, I joined the show, and it was so yeah. cool. Well, another, you know, somebody posted on Twitter just a moment ago, origin stories, uh, secret origin story. Matthew's wife and my wife oh, right, yeah. were originally supposed to take the uh, Robin, Brian the Robin Bryan's uh, yes. spots. Uh, but uh, Matthew's wife was really busy at the time, and my wife was like, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and every, every time we have a six- or eight-hour recording session, which is... A little less common, but not what I would call uncommon. The next morning, she will come out, and my wife will look at me and go, so glad, so <laughs> glad this didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> she had another alternate timeline, though. Time yeah. Mm-hmm. And so over the last, uh, you know, then in the last year, again, thanks to a lot of our VIPs that are here today, um, we've been able to do some other things. We've launched, you know, we've done Top 5 Podcasts, we've done Munchkin Land, uh, we've got Zach on film, uh, and then just in the last couple of weeks, we started the live streaming show Finally Friday, which I know some of you have watched as well. So we're constantly moving forward um, with, with everything we're doing. So Finally Friday probably is considered that eighth year show that we're, that we're launching. So... All right, well, that's a little bit about what's been going on at Major Spoilers. Now it's time for you guys to answer questions. Wait, don't I, thought, I thought it was karaoke. No, don't all your hands I just told there was karaoke. God, that's, oh, that's, that's how we got you here. I know who's got a question. Bruce Otter has a question. Otter, what Otter you Disaster, brother? some of you may know uh, Bruce. Uh, He's not he here. Used to do the, uh, <laughs> he, he used to do the, uh, the uh, Major Spoilers, Major Spoilers Adventures, Adventures uh, strip for us. Or as and we like to call it, the only time I've ever been really handsome. <laughs> I, I'm sure. Bruce yeah, no, yellow suits you. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, I'm sure Bruce has a question for us. Well, some plant you are. I'm sure it's some question about. I have a what... question from Bruce, and I'm going to okay. do it in my Bruce voice. All right. So, hey, guys, uh, hey, it's Otter Disaster. I, I was wondering, can I be on the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> We do get that a question a lot, Roger. Yeah. About can I be on your can I be on your Dungeons and Dragons podcast? Can I be on your Munchkin Land or top top uh, five podcast? Right, and and the answer is no. You guys can't. <laughs> not not because we don't love you, but because uh, the the people that have ended up on the shows, it's because they we've. I, I, we already know them beforehand. We know that they can commit to it. Uh, we know that they're reliable, and we know that they'll be able to do all this stuff. And like, other than like me moving into your house for like a couple months and like really like figuring it out because I basically was living with Robin Bryan there for a while. Um, like, first off, like the the right now the party's full, so that's one and two. Uh, you know, we we like basically I went through and picked people that I already knew were going to be great at this. Um, not that you guys wouldn't be great at this, right? And but also, you know, you get into a thing. It was like, well, uh, you can be on the show, right? And it's like, well, why don't I get to be on the show? Yeah. And you cannot underestimate, and I, I say this as a person who remotes into all the shows that we do. You cannot underestimate how much. Um, and how difficult it would be because, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure when you listen to the show, it's like, these guys are great and they have a great rapport. During many of these shows, I will be sitting in my living room going, my mic is not on, I'm 22 minutes behind and I wanted to say something <laughs> awesome and Steven's already moved on to the next topic. It's very frustrating to remote in, so unless you want to live in Steven's basement... <laughs> It would be very difficult it to be a very comfy. It's a nice basement. Yeah. Brian does, in fact, live in the garage. <laughs> we get fed like a quarter of you. Yeah, it's a very garage. spacious, yeah. has lots of yeah. toys in it. Anyways, <laughs> move into Stephen's basement. Oh, oh Let's have a question right here. 
already stated that you won't be uh, switching to D&D 5th edition anytime soon, which of course not But uh, with the release of the core rule books uh, coming so near, have you guys thought about potentially doing a so, so the question is about fifth edition. We've stated that we're not interested in, in moving at this point critical hit at this to time. fifth edition. We, I think we answered that on a more recent uh, sure. mailbag episode. Uh, but have we had a look at the at the core rule books and everything? Well, and and would we consider would doing we consider a one-off a show? One-off show. Uh, I that would be up to like basically one of us to take the initiative to do it. Um, I'm I'm not going to do Zach. it because I'm because I'm running a. F- because I'm, I'm running a full-on game right now. Um, so If it's uh, easy to do, I could do it. Yeah. There's no fighting, hey. and it's a dating game. You know, the, <laughs> that's not how D&D works. That's I showed works. your boy ex-boy, right? This new, this new, this new uh, version of D&D is great. You just hang out, and it's in a high school setting, and <laughs> everyone is best friends. Okay, if and I can they play, go to the mall. If I can play Tuxedo Mask, uh, we're sold. <laughs> Zach I'm in. Zach. We'll do a magical girl show, and it will be awesome. <laughs> good, good question. Yes, right here. Okay. Will major spoilers adventures ever come back? Bruce, we've had this conversation many, many, many times. <laughs> so it seems, thank you, Mrs. Bruce, Otter. It up, seems like Bruce. Bruce has a life. Bruce, come Spouse up here. Spouse Agro says no. Come up here, Bruce. <laughs> uh, so, for those of you who don't Poor know, Bruce. Bruce and I and Matthew all went to school together. Correct. Dun, yes. dun, dun. So why, why, what's going on with, with the bit strips? Of it's a complicated stuff? question. Uh, I used to use the much maligned now bit strips mm. web comic creation tools to make major spoilers adventures, which made it really fast and really easy. And their tools suck now because they've <laughs> moved everything over to mobile and their site was down for about five months. And when it came back up, it doesn't really work the way it used to. And it's next to impossible to even edit some of the strips I had in progress. So I'm trying to figure out a way to maybe kind of maintain that old look and do some new stuff, and I haven't really come around to a solution that I really like yet. So if I can put something together that I think works and I can do it in the same amount of time with the same amount of quality, then I will bring it back. Yeah. Shrinky dinks. (laughs) Shrinky dinks. Yes. What were those things with the stickers? Thank you, Bruce. Uh, Bruce does have another uh, comic that he does do. Uh, Was it every Monday? Yes. BrainTeaserComics.com. BrainTeaserComics.com. Do you have have your books with you? He does. Uh, Ask Bruce for a copy. Do not ask for the super rare red spine variant. (laughs) I have one of those, $35. (laughs) Second question. That's a joke. Oh, actually, young Zach That's is a good the, question. Zach was very good on the trip out. He just uh, stayed in the back and kept quiet. He slept a lot. Of course, he was back behind the well, spare tire. He, he, the, uh, he, open he, Zach is the least. So that is the person that we had him. That's the most useful. Yeah, and actually, the least likely to be fired. Zach, you, you might want to ask about like these guys. Two to three times uh, a week, though. At especially at Nertacular, Zach is on top of things. Yeah. Like we are like turning around and we're like, you know what? I wish that I had. And then like Zach just like puts yes. whatever I wanted in my hand. So how dare you, sir? Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would like to take a moment to officially thank Young Zach for being my legs. All weekend, because my my right knee is entirely out, and I'm like, mm. um, Zach, would you possibly go over there and sort of just hand me that piano? <laughs> <laughs> 
it, uh, it helped because I didn't request my own music being played for 13 hours up here. I just kind of let, let Steven take control. <laughs> we listened to uh, 70s on 7. 70s on 7. And uh, yes. honestly, I knew a lot of the songs, and so we had a nice uh, karaoke sing-along Aww. for the whole ride. Aww. It was pretty nice. I miss you yeah. a long time. <laughs> uh, you always miss yes, a long time. Fly to Kansas so you can drive. Okay. <laughs> there was an hour in my car where we got to listen to Eddie Izzard, so yes. yep. welcome, Rob. <laughs> Zach uh, will be moderating the cosplay panel with uh, Bill and Brittany Duran tomorrow, so go check that out. Cool. I think, unfortunately, it's at the same time that Matthew and I are doing the comic book grading panel and so, collecting panel, so there's a little conflict of interest. So, I know go for uh, at least one of you. <laughs> <laughs> another question. We're not going to say you should. Yes, back here. Actually, it's another story. Uh, hmm? How much of the contention in the show... Five thousand percent. So, how much of critical? How much of critical hit is scripted? None. As far zero. as we do, zero. Rodrigo, Nothing. do you script anything? Uh, well, I have what like the NPCs' opinions of your stupid faces are <laughs> kind of memorized. I see. But other than that, no. I just you know just kind of generate situations and see how the party reacts. Because if like you know at no point could I really go like well no you guys are supposed to do this. Does it sound scripted? I think yeah. we sound like. No, I, I I think the question is more about the. Uh-huh. That's why it sounds real. It's <laughs> that it's not scripted. Yeah. It's it's uh, it, here is here is I think kind of at the core of it. Um, a lot of times when people talk about contention and critical hit, what it comes down to is why do Matthew and Rob hate each other? No, I think that I think he's talking about the characters now. Oh well, yeah. We, yeah. the characters do hate each other. That's true. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Well, that's I mean, not scripted. That's just being crazy. It's all impromptu <laughs> right. acting, you know. So, you know, if a situation comes up, and thanks, Ron. Let's go back to <laughs> let's go back to the to the scene uh, early in um, uh, Celestial. Or, I'm sorry, um, Lords of the Feywild, where Worm realizes that all of the Eldrin are gone, and he mm-hmm. is upset because it means he doesn't see his family anymore. Right. And Tor comes in. Everybody knows this scene. Um, dust in my eye. Um, that's all just things that happen in the moment. And between Matthew and I just communicating, we can have that conversation and make it seem very real. Even, even like the very uncomfortable Orm goes on a date episode. Yes, <laughs> which is very uncomfortable. And there, there are times where, as Torque, I am frustrated as Torque. And it's, you know, it's, not, it's one well, of those hard things to describe. But because, aren't you also frustrated as a Matthew because you have right. to... Part, well, part of it is that I am trying to shove the contents of a U-Haul trailer into the back of a Volkswagen bus when I speak as Torque. But there are times where you're in character, and you know there are times where I will say Torque did, and there are other times when I said, well, I said this, and it was really funny. Um, but there are times where you'll be in character. You're as Torque, and you're having a discussion, or I think this is probably true for the others as well, where you're frustrated because of a situation, and there are times you don't necessarily lose yourself, but you'll have frustration in character. For me, that never carries over to the person. I've never said, I'm really mad at Rod. That's not true. <laughs> I have never said specifically because of something that happened in the game that I'm really mad at Rodrigo. And, you know, when I poke at Rob, we've said this before, Rob and I, are we occupy the same niche 
in our basic ecology. So we do needle each other intentionally. <laughs> Probably. Usually. We, and sometimes we will egg each other on and be like, you suck more. <laughs> but at, I have never once been mad at Rob for any real length of time for anything that's like... <laughs> look at that mystified so look Rob gets every time you, you, yeah. you're like, no, this is all pretend. Rob's yeah. like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I, I grew up with three sisters, and being on Critical Hit is a lot like being surrounded <laughs> by... <laughs> what? How is that funny? This is, I mean, this is my pouring out my heart. You like, <laughs> But it's kind of the same thing in that you get mad at your sister, and I'm like, mm, my sister's a jerk face, and Dina sucks. By the way, my sister's name Dina. Um, <laughs> but if someone were to come in and go, yeah, she does, I'm like, shut up, that's my sister. Well, but at the same time, and this is something that I think everyone needs to realize, is that when Ket and Trell have an argument, or when Ket and Orem have an argument, it is a, it's an argument between those characters. It's not an argument between Stephen and Rob. It's not an argument between Adriana and Rob. I like it's how ar- it's an argument between the characters. All the arguments used as an example were mine. <laughs> All the arguments. Yeah, think about that. It is cat. <laughs> so there's a there's a couple of things here that uh, are are important to think about. One of them is um, I try super extra hard to get these guys as immersed into the story as possible, uh, to the point where. You know, not just through description and through you know throwing things at them, but sometimes literally I will just yell at them if they're not in character. Um, so I try to get them there. And if you've played a, a, a role-playing game that asks this of you, you will feel your character's emotions a lot of the time. And that's that's something that I try to have. That's something that you know. I withhold a lot of information from these guys so that they can be surprised along with their characters uh, when they how, when they see this how happen. How many people are caught up with the most the recent episode? Okay, okay, so some of you are some behind, and so you Where's know the that there are some new characters that appeared in the most recent episodes. And, and a lot of people were like, well, why are you being so secretive as to who your characters are and, and what they are. Because in the email that we got from Rodrigo, it says you do not discuss any aspect of your character with anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, nobody else from the game can know about who you're playing or what you're playing. Yep. You're all going to meet. It was all a secret. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, so. so that first meeting is the first time that Steven knew what Rob's character was going to be or that Adriana knew what uh, Matthew's character was going to be. Nobody knew what was happening except they, I had sent them the, their own characters ahead of time. Yeah, I thought they and were going to be like me. Yeah, <laughs> and I think a lot of, uh, a lot of them did. Yeah. Um, and that's actually the first time that that's happened. In, and what I mean by that, the first time that I sent them characters ahead of time, all of the previous uh, How the Other Half Live type episodes, they showed up and there was a completely unfamiliar character sheet in front of them hey, with like a couple now. role-playing notes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, make this character happen. That would have been and too hard. Happen in, happen in real time. So. Well, and that's, and that's why I did it this time. That's why I sent it ahead of time is because now the characters are level 14. So they have, you know, back when the first time we did it and the characters were level six, they only had four powers to keep track of. Now they have 17 powers to keep track of. Or if you're a monk, 78. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why? Second part of your question. Yeah. With the, um, with Adriana joining the room, is there ever going to be talk about an actual critical hate comic book? Many, many times. Many, many talks. Too bad. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> I got my. I'm sorry. I have like my own comic book to work on, and uh, 
Plus, it would be really hard because of the way Critical Hit is made. Um, Rodrigo creates, seriously, the most gorgeous, lush universe full of yeah, possibility. Yeah, I'm not drawing that. But <laughs> if I, and I, I want you to know that I, I, I truly love everybody up here, but I do not trust people to put words in Torque's mouth. So if anyone were trying to write a comic, and they're like, we want, we want Torque to be in it, I'm like... Great. So, am I co-writer, or are you just going to put me right on the cover? Right. You know, and I, I think to some degree everybody's going to have that thing where we we are all going to want to make sure that the character is true to whatever our vision might be. So it'd be really difficult for whoever wrote that book, uh, probably Rodrigo, because you know. art-wise, it would just be too hard. Like, um, it's it would be a monumental task. Mm-hmm. And you would have to pay someone in like firstborn children. Yeah, and yeah. We're, we're not we're not saying that we'll never do it. Not at all. We're saying that just because we have a hugely talented artist in the team now, Thank you. doesn't automatically <laughs> mean doesn't automatically mean that uh, she's just going to do it. You know, yeah. I, I don't get more hours in yeah, my I mean, day. Right, right. The, the work that she puts into the sketches that you have on the VIP site are that that are in the the sketchbook are you know hours upon hours upon hours of work that she's doing, and it's fantastic work. And to say, hey, we need you to do that on a monthly basis, and oh, we need thirty-two pages, and each page has to have six panels right. each. You know, go. Uh, is not going to happen. Plus, I'm a little bit of a more of a quality control freak, and so we've been approached by artists and by writers and game developers, not Blizzard, by the way, <laughs> uh, to develop a, a you know critically hit games or whatever. And all the time, it's just been no. We're not we're not really at a place where we're we're ready to move forward with that. It's not saying we're not going to do it someday, but it's something that um, we just want to make sure that we're. We're all on the same page and all aligned yeah. in that and way. I would, I would feel terrible because if Adriana did, you know, gorgeous page, this wonderful page, and she hands it to me, and I'm like, this is beautiful. Uh, can you change these things over yeah. here? And, you know, it, it would be one of those moments where I'd feel terrible for about a day and a half. Back here in the beard? Uh, back here in the beard. Matthew, you actually uh, changed your voice for your characters. I was just wondering if the rest of you changed your voices for any of your characters. Um, Orem actually started out a little bit more refined yep. and has not since he's been in with another group of people. He's been so with maybe these that's, slobs. We've we yeah. done corrupted him. Maybe there's some corruption there. Uh, the most recent character that we played in the most recent couple of episodes is a little bit different for voices. Uh, that time I did the uh, gaming workshop where I had to do a million voices. Yeah. Let's see. You heard me try to uh, change Glaw's voice in the uh, second or third appearance of Glaw. That that didn't go so well. (laughs) Brian? Brian? I'm not really good at voices too much. It's something I just generally avoid. I try to just uh, make minor uh, change it, like uh, Mm -hmm. mannerisms and stuff more readily Mm -hmm. be the character traits. And and I am and always have been a huge voice nerd if you ask me you know who are your top five heroes frank welker uh, voice god is going to be on that list the torque voice isn't actually a voice uh if you listen right now i feel like i'm a little hoarse and a little deeper torque voice is more more of a dialect it's about half my mother's third husband and half this guy i used to know in college who probably drank a little too much but then you get in that voice and i listen to early episodes and i'm like no, I should, because uh, Rodrigo told me, stop doing it. Don't do that. You don't want to go back and try and, you know, think about it. 
I slip into the Torque voice when I'm talking. <laughs> Yesterday I was talking, I think I was talking with you, Rachel, and I was sitting and she was saying something, and I'm like, yeah, then, then, like, she, you did the voice! <laughs> Adriana, what about you? Me? You like voices? Do you want to try voices? Do voices? Um... You can I, be French? In, in, like, the other... Wait, you're saying to me or Rodrigo? Yeah, you. Okay. <laughs> we look so similar. Um, <laughs> I can't tell us apart. Yeah. It's just twins. So, uh, uh, in the other game that I ran, I did, like, a couple, like, weird weird, game, weird voices for certain people. Um, it's it's better for, like, NPCs, because yes. you're not, like... You don't have to be... Yeah, yeah you're not constant. You're, you're yeah. Not, yeah, it's constant. Like, to, uh, Matthew is very dedicated and yeah. powerful. It's, part, for, for, it's very brave. Part um, of it is, is that's how I turn on my torque brain. But I, I, Are there any wrestling fans in the room? Anybody? <laughs> okay. Wrestling fans will know what I'm talking about. There's a gentleman... Uh, who wrestles, and his name is Kofi Kingston. And his original gimmick was, he's from Jamaica, man. And oh, for about no. a year, he did this Jamaican accent that was halfway between passable and, dear Lord, shut up. <laughs> and one day, he just stopped. And one of the other wrestlers went, aren't you Jamaican? And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And, they, <laughs> and a lot of times, that is what happens if you put together something that's too much, you're mm-hmm. trying too hard yeah. with the voice. The torque voice is really, really... Easy, it just kind of like, and you did. And that's how I talk when I talk like that. If you notice, I have a pretty, pretty uh, overbite, and you, you do it like that, and you do the talk voice. So there's, there's another thing that's important, which is that, the, for example, the way that Matthew does torque is very pronounced. It's very different from the way that he normally talks. Yeah. Um, but actually, all of these guys change their voices when they're in character. Yes. And that's something that's not as easy to tell, especially if you don't know them normally, because actually, when you're listening to the show, most of the time when you hear them, they're in character. So they're like, oh, that guy just sounds like a regular guy. With, uh, with Mantis, I, she's going to be uh, talking more, like it was all fighting to start out with, but I think you'll notice like there's a difference there. It's like mm-hmm. more, yeah, there is definitely. more yeah, sharp, mm-hmm. more, more tight. So, so what's the deal with Stagsy? What isn't the deal with Stagsy? Stagsy's got a lot going on in his life. Uh, like, you, you what's the deal with, with like Stagsy's yeah, voice? Yeah, with his accent, with his voice. Yeah, it's um, great. that was a, a many many emails have arrived. Yeah, about Stagsy. So, what is that accent? Is that there's a lot of Canadian? there's a there's a lot of magnificent back and forth going on with Stagsy because uh, so the the way that I. Uh, started doing the the character is it's based on uh, an accent that's kind of a, a Spanish accent basically, but I actually Spain Spanish yeah Spain Spanish, um, but I actually tweaked it uh, because so it's not exactly a Spanish accent that accent doesn't actually exist I kind of partially made it up based on something else made it copyrightable um, too yeah <laughs> and and the main reason why I did that is because I realized that there was a Z in his name and if I didn't change it then he would just introduce himself as Stagthi and no one and, and that's what people would call him because he just has a weird accent and that's just how people would pronounce it um, he also appears to be the only person in the universe who has this accent at least so far <laughs> so there's no frame of reference right now, now the, the really fantastic thing is that um, you, our lovely fans, 
had an incredibly hard time placing the accent. <laughs> so we would get we would get like con like we would get emails like after Stagsy debuted, oh debuted and he was around he's like oh I man think, I think it's a Tibetan monk <laughs> raised in Texas. It's a it's a French Canadian who went to school in Texas but was taught English by a man who learned English from a Japanese yeah. person. Why, why is why is Stagsy Russian? Yeah, why is Stagsy Russian? It's like I love Stagsy. He's such a wild and crazy guy. Um, it's like I love how Stagsy is Sean Connery. That was one of my oh. favorite. That, that was like not even close. And, and, and I just right assume there. I just assume that this person was referring to like the Spanish dub of Highlander. I was well actually actually hasn't Sean Connery played a Spaniard? Yeah. He still did like, Sean Connery. Yeah, it's like in a, in a terrible roundabout nonsense way it's almost right. I, I guess so, yes. He was a Spaniard from Egypt. Right. Ah! Right. We still had a weird Scottish accent. Yeah, Stagsy right. sounds like a Scottish right. Egyptian Spaniard. Right. <laughs> there you go. All right, he's got another question. Right here. Hello. We've heard a whole lot of Trill's backstory. There's a, there's a whole ton of it back there. And there's obviously a whole lot that we haven't seen yet. Uh, I'm not going to ask about it because that's hard to find a list of critical You got it. Out as what I would like to know is was it written by Adriana? Well, did you guys actually play a little bit off camera to run some of this stuff and find out how things go? Uh, Trell's first meeting with the Baltanak, um, like, was played off camera, uh, which was good because I didn't. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I had like in my ideas, like she's gonna be like this, this, and this, and I get on can- camera uh, on. I start doing it. I'm like, oh, she's like this. This is great. And um, first I sent him, he asked me, like, okay, uh, here's, like, a vague idea for, like, what um, she could have been doing while they were doing their stuff. He, you sent, like... So um, Trell was going to debut at uh, Paragon level, right? So there's three tiers in Dungeons & Dragons 4th edition. Yeah, good point. Um, Heroic, Paragon, and Epic. So it made sense that somebody who is in Paragon tier had actually been, been having similarly ridiculous adventures <laughs> to the Torkoal Tomes. So um, that's, that's basically what I said. Is like when you think about this character and when you're making this character, she's already some kind of dimensional trotting hero probably. So that was that kind of kickstarted it all, and then basically we just started sending uh, notes back and forth, uh, kind of giving a generating kind of an outline of what her adventures had been in the past. I, I think you said like, okay, they they did something. I think you said like magical hat was like your prompt, right. and I was like. Okay, and you said give me bullet points of like like what order like a timeline of what they did. I sent him like a several page novel, <laughs> like, uh, and then he sent me back like you know corrections and and suggestions and stuff like that, and they were all really great suggestions. And then I think from then on, I would just like send him stuff like okay, like and I think like when this happened, this is how it went. And I think when this happened, this is how it went. And I just sent him, like, emails in the middle right. of the night going. Like, just huge emails, and he uh, is Hugely so nice entertaining. I mean, Aww. yeah, Adrian is a really, really good writer, and he's got really good ideas. And I would just tweak a few things here and there to, to make it consistent with the world 
yeah. of Critical Hit because it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like world building, and he likes world building. So, like, I was really eager to go. Like, if you read my other comic, like, there's like another world in. My favorite part is like build, world building and stuff. So I was like really eager. It's like, okay, this is what their language is like. Right. So, so partially, the the reason why uh, Charles' backstory seems so fleshed out is because it is because we've actually spent a lot of time uh, talking about it and writing about it. And in the process, it's helped me to flesh out other parts of the world because basically, while the torquil tones were going like this, Charles was actually going like this. Like in the opposite, <laughs> kind of dimensional areas of the world, so it gave me a lot of prompts to flesh those out. Yeah, I would ask, literally ask you questions like, "Oh, so what is this place like?" So I can have an idea. And then he would send me a giant thing, and then not until like months and months later would I realize like he had written that because I had asked that question. Right, and, and it was but great. it's masterful work too. Oh, thank you. It's, really it's great to have that prompt too. Is like when a lot of the times I'm like, well. I should flesh out what the elemental chaos is like. And I was like, eh, start writing, write a few notes. But like, it, it really takes like a player being like, hey, so my character's from this city, what's that region like? And I'm like, well, oh, well so the, the, the region's kind of like this. And they're like, oh, can I have this, 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 and this? And then pretty soon we have a lot of text written for it. Mm-hmm. That back and forth is a lot more exciting. And kind of what, why we're doing a role-playing game podcast and, why, and not why we're doing a radio drama. Yeah. Right. Another question. Uh, let's right behind, right here. Yes. How much Yeah. Question kind of. is, how far out do you plan? Um, basically, the way that I plan my stories, and I haven't always answered it this way because I've been doing it forever, but I've never really thought about the way that I do it, like putting a name to it. But basically, the way that I come up with, uh, like, I call them like plot nodes, basically important things that might happen that might involve the players. So I come up with a bunch of them. Yeah, and the key word, though, though is might. Might. Right. Because there are things that right. have never been used, right. things that the players have done that have caused us to right. move Deviate. all the way around yeah. right. certain things. So, <laughs> so if, you, if you imagine just like this sea of like little floating blue dots, um, the players are like in the nearest one. And then they will decide kind of which one of those, or through their actions, even if it's not obvious that they're making that decision, their actions will invalidate a bunch of them. <laughs> so then they'll just move to the next one, and then all of the ones that were kind of uh, in the same line as that, they just fall away. They just never get used. Some of them I can like move to another area and like and like use again. So in a lot of ways, there is stuff at epic tier that I've thought about, but you might never you might never see it. Uh, because the decisions that these guys make are going to influence whether that happens or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go question right here. And then we'll come back to you and then so, you. It, it was to mess with us. Yeah. Well, and also, there's a lot of times where I'm like, man, I sure would like to see what a what a monk class is like. Yeah. Right. There's Love a, plus hate. Right. <laughs> it's it's really the yin and yang of, of critical hit. Is I hate these guys, and I love these guys. Um, but uh, I, I guess uh, he said hate first. Put that yes. on a t-shirt. It is. <laughs> um, and make sure you put like. 
five ellipses before the love part. Um, <laughs> you can't do the comments. So, so the, the decision process for that is we had done what I felt was a successful experiment on that in the very first season, and that was partially to show the audience mostly, but also the players, that the world kind of goes on without them, right? I mean, they're off doing other stuff, but there are other heroes doing things. There are people that are concerned about the stuff that's going on. They're like monsters are not just attacking them. You're not special. We can replace you at any time. Any time. <laughs> Matthew. Right. This is start getting a feel for these characters because your character's probably going to die. Um, and then so uh, we did uh, the, the impetus for the new characters for Celestial Crusade was I was like I, I basically told them I was like, OK, there's two places that you can go. This place where Eladrin hang out and it's super magical or basically like the slums in a city that's the size of Australia, right? <laughs> so they're like, we'll go to the Eladrin town. And I was like, no, you're going to both. So I kind of like <laughs> made the other characters. And then after I'd done that, um, actually largely through the decisions that they made and kind of where the, where the thing was going, I was like, okay, this is what it's going to take for them to be able to destroy gods that are actually bigger than the gods that they're familiar with. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, Sorry. So I figured the best way of doing that was to split the party. Um, and then I was like, well, I can't just have games where I'm just like, okay, Matthew and Steven, you're playing tonight, especially because Steven has all the recording equipment. Right. <laughs> so Steven always has to play, right? I, Other, I otherwise, I'm like, I, it would be like boring for him to just like hang out and, and not do anything. Or he'd um, love it. Who knows? Or he, who knows? I would probably love it. Um, That's true. But uh, so I was like, well, we already have these characters done. Let's just add them in. And it's really great because, again, the players didn't know it was happening. And you can hear, you know, these guys are really good about staying in character. But you can hear them, like, reaching, like, grabbing onto each other as they're being pulled apart. We're like, we're not supposed to break up the party. What's going to happen? He's going to go in a different boat. You know, and, and when the new character showed up, everybody's like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. Oh, okay, good. Um, it was great. Uh, I think it was well received. Um, a couple people guessed correctly. Like, there were comments on the side. It's like, I bet they're just going to use those uh, holy guys to make them like, yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> Question right here. Yeah, my uh, question is also about Troll's backstory. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering how the idea for the relationship between her and Camus came about, and um, if Stephen was aware of that relationship before Orem was. So, was Stephen aware of the relationship before Orem was? No. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I'm really bad about answering emails, okay? Uh, so, at one point, a long oh, no. time ago, Rodrigo said, I need to know what the name of your parents are, and your sister, the lizard wizard that we had mentioned, you know, as a passing joke, because my real sister's name is Elizabeth, and I always called her Lizard growing up. Oh, so it was a passing reference to her. And um, I just never responded to Rodrigo, not because I didn't want to, but just because I'm really bad at times responding to emails that are not, this oh was, my God. This was, this this was also back when Steven there. had three jobs. Yeah, right? yeah. By the way, the Hindenburg is gone. So what? I, 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 <laughs> I sent you a I should have told him not to turn on the gas. Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> So at one oh, point, God. at one point, what? Too soon? I'm so sorry. <laughs> too I'm so soon. sorry that I started that. I feel so bad. So just keep so just keep in mind in Rodrigo's response that and, and, and Adriana's response that at one time Rodrigo asked me about this information, and he was like, "No." <laughs> uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, 
So, okay, Canvas and Trell. Uh, I was like, hey, Rodrigo. Uh, do you want me to play like a straight person? Because I don't want to like cause any trouble. I don't want you guys to like get death threats or mail bombs or I don't know, like big problems or anything. Like, it's like she can be straight. That's fine. That's fine. Like, I don't, I don't mind. That's all right. I don't want to cause any trouble. And he's like, don't worry about that. You, you be you. Because he's so sweet. He's like, that's for me and Steven to worry about. And uh, so I'm like, okay, okay. Well, I was like, this. This is like what her, her girlfriend's like. Uh, I gave her a name. And uh, he was like, okay. And uh, then, then, then uh, he said, like, oh, you b- broke up right before this. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> my girlfriend. And uh, so I went into the game, like, you know, like, she just broke your heart and uh, ran off and you were really sad. And I was like, okay. So uh, that's, like, how the game started. Uh, no, I didn't know that Orm and Camus were related. Uh, uh I didn't know anything. I didn't know that. Obviously, like also, Trell didn't know any of that stuff. Right, so, right. like, yeah, that's that's all Rodrigo. And then, so, so as a follow up, though, rarely does Rodrigo have a stop a recording session so he can pull one of us aside to say, "Here's what you need to know." So the first time was when um, poor Smith. Spoiler. Um, we had to stop so Rob and Rodrigo could leave the room and, and go have a side conversation. And then the second time that I know that we've done this is when um, Adriana says, um, mentioned Camus, and Rodrigo looks at me and goes, okay, we're going to have to stop for a minute. And we go out of the room, and he's like, okay, so Camus is your sister. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then we come back <laughs> in, we start recording, and then you know we just pick back up. We go, Camus, Camus is my sister. And so, but the thing is, it's all edited out, so you don't hear any of that, and so it sounds very smooth yes. as it flows through. So right. it works out that way. So on my end... Um, I like I said I withhold a lot of information from these guys and I let them I let them make the decisions that I want them to make. <laughs> I, just, I just leave breadcrumbs and a lot of like seriously a lot of the time they don't. I'll like put a trail of breadcrumbs and they'll just be like Meh. <laughs> That's, and that's, that's clearly something And that's trouble. fine, but I mean uh, so trouble. when we were uh, going back and forth uh, with Charles' backstory, uh, Adriana was like, oh yeah, so I want uh, the girlfriend to be an Eladrin, because I think that would like create a lot of tension. I'm like, that's great. She's like, I think she should be a fighter. And I'm like, listen. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Oh my god. That's right. I was like, listen. You jerk. To create the maximum tension, uh, Trill is the elfiest elf, right? She's an elf ranger. That's like an elf elf. Um, Omega L. To, yes, to make the tension maximum, let's make her a wizard. <laughs> I was like, you're so smart. That's right. Man, I had no idea until this moment. Oh, you're evil. <laughs> I really am. I'm, I'm basically the devil. <laughs> Hadn't figured out the evil part yet? Oh so, uh, and again, yeah, I sent Stephen, uh, I had sent Stephen an email. He didn't get back to me. Uh, so I was like, well, like the, the statute of limitations of that is over. I'm just yeah. going to decide this. And he was fine with it. And, and these guys are actually really great about rolling with things. Sometimes the things that I throw at them are really 
uh, difficult to deal with, and they usually do a really good job of just like rolling through the hard stuff until it gets easier, and then like the game smooths out again. So uh, on my end, I did make a few tweaks, but no. Adriana didn't know. Yes, evil. Adriana didn't know that uh, Orem was her, or that uh, yeah, that Orem was Trail's potential brother-in-law, and neither did Stephen. And obviously, Orem and Trail didn't know either. Yeah. So we've got time for one more question. Let's have a question from someone who hasn't asked a question yet. Trail is over here. Let's have Trail <laughs> ask a question about Orem, possibly. No. No. Okay. <laughs> so spoilers. Okay. So you guys come up. Zach, how does that how does that work? <laughs> Before he started talking ten minutes ago, I would have said that we do it, but I just realized that he's been manipulating us all along. You, Randus, Brian, how does Randus figure all this magic? He's well, technology stuff up. Like the biggest one that I remember is when it came like halfway through the Celestial Crusade when he said, "Okay, you guys need a plan." Yeah. He basically gave us the ultimatum to make a plan. Make a big, outrageous plan, and he kept pushing us to make it bigger, to make it something that would give us the final solution that we needed to finish. Right. That so, problem. so the answer, the answer is both. Um, sometimes I will tell them, "You guys need to figure out how." Okay. So, three things. The first one, sometimes they do just figure it out on them on their mm-hmm. own, right? They're like, "Okay, we need this, 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 and this. Let's just." Go get that. <laughs> um, yes. Sometimes, Adventures. sometimes for whatever reason, they either don't have, don't feel confident with the information they have, or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, okay, I know that you guys don't have enough information. That's part of the point. You need yeah. to make a decision and launch yourselves into the void. Sometimes, literally, yeah. Um, and then just go with that. And then sometimes, like for example, the you know what you're referring to, uh, that was Stagsy's idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Stagsy kind can, of plotted out. Yeah. 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 Like between the two of them, kind of one of them gave them a piece of it, and the other one gave them the other piece of it, and they put it together. And that's actually, I mean, something that as a as a game master you have to do. You have to have NPCs around that give the players relevant information. You have to like set them up as you know uh, trust worthy to at least a part of the party um, and I, I think a lot of uh, a lot of game masters feel like that's cheating like like you're just a, supposed to just let the players go do whatever they want but it really depends on your group some players want that guidance and to deny them that guidance is actually going to make the game less fun for them and scary right yeah. but Sorry. I will point out that like even though Stagsy and Wugan like kind of told us like, oh, just okay, do this. <laughs> we were really bad at doing that in a fast and uh, you know quick and logistically sound. Still did it badly. So yeah. Sometimes we walk right up to the precipice and fail to leap. Yep, that's right. We spend a whole episode deciding about that, Zach. Uh, one quick question. Uh, whoever wants to answer, that's fine. Uh, what happened to the pictures from the first couple of episodes? Uh, 
Because Zach, you're fired. Yeah, that's <laughs> and all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are completely out of time. We are completely out of time. I want to thank you all for coming. Thank you. It's been fun for us. Hopefully, it's been fun for you. Just real quick, you can uh, find Rodrigo at Fearsome Critter. You can find Adriana at Miss Very Very. You can find Rob at Bore Mortal. You can find uh, Brian at D N D Brian. Yes, you can find Matt at, Matt at the Mighty King what Cobra. Did you call me? You can find Zach at Z Wolf. You can find me at Major Spoilers. And until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. I, I just want to share one final thing. These microphones clearly say Orem on them. Yes. Every one of these microphones. Yeah, there's also a place here in Utah called Orem. So. Orem, Utah? Yeah, but that's not. And in wow. uh, Wyoming, there's a place called Camps. I'm going to get a picture of that and put it on the internet. <laughs> If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.